Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And sometimes I do it with a little help from my friends. Hi, friends. Hey. Hello. <laughs> We're going into our third season of the show, which is crazy to me. I can't believe that we've made it this long. And we are coming back from a bit of a break but only because real life is happening again because the world opened up but we're here and we're ready and i thought the only way to kick off season three would be with our wonderful 20 questions you guys all remember that from last time we have fair warning some of you had fair wait we're doing what <laughs> oh no rob i'm so sorry no. <laughs> Um, we've already picked the order out of, um, the chat just to spare all of you, uh, from listening on the show. Um, and I've come up with 20 new questions and just to give you guys a refresher, um, the way it goes is I have 20 questions and I will have you each pick a number in there. Two of those numbers are the infamous ask me anything questions, which means you guys can ask me anything and I have to answer it. Um, so before we get started, let's uh, talk about who's here. First of all, we have Doug. Hi, Doug. Hey, everybody. We have Wob, a.k.a. Sketch, a.k.a. Rob. Yo, yo. We have Shiva, a.k.a. Jess, a.k.a. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we have Elizabeth. Hello. And we have Patrick. Hey, everybody. Yay, the whole gang's here. <laughs> I'm so excited you guys came back for this. Clearly, I didn't scare you off the last time, so this is exciting. Katie, you've never scared me off. <laughs> I know. I haven't done it in 20 years. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, let's see. Who goes first? Doug goes first. Doug, you're going to pick a number between 1 and 20. I will go with my favorite number, 15. 15. Okay, <clears throat> this is a good one. Make a controversial opinion about conventions, something you either like or dislike that might piss someone off. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> uh. Starting off with a hate mail. Get right into it. I, I, I will say I am saying this as my personal opinion, and I do not represent the opinions of Anime Boston when I say this. Of it is a not. good thing that Anime Boston is not doing a theme anymore. Cool. <laughs> okay. I object. I, I agree. For like unifying art and stuff like that, but so many mm -hmm. times you see this with many conventions, not just Anime Boston, mm -hmm. where it feels like the cart of putting the cart before the horse. You mm -hmm. try so hard to make everything match that setup. And it's like, oh, well, we decided our theme is spaghetti, but there's not much spaghetti anime um, <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> and you, you, you force it in too much instead of kind of isn't the fact that you're an anime convention enough of a theme like Japanese culture and media like that seems what it is. So I say it is a good thing that Anime Boston made the recent decision not to do a theme anymore. I, I love there the artwork that the artists do, but and there was some really cool stuff that came out of it, but I think it's better to just focus on having um, better programming overall instead of trying to make stuff match it. That's fair. We, no, didn't, start with, we didn't start with a theme. It just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I blame the mascots. And then it got out of control. 
I mean, it's like, been around like, for so long too. Like, how many more things are left? And like, even this year, like, Idols was kind of a repeat of music, whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And there, there, there's clever art that we've done. Like, there was like the uh, the T themed art, like the MBTA themed art. That wasn't like even that. really a theme. It just kind of happened. right. It wasn't a theme. It was just kind of. It was, hey, how are we going to decorate our Otacon booth? Oh, let's put a big T sign and, you know, have a, have a subway map that has stations named after our programming. And then somehow it became a theme. And then, oh, now we need a theme every year. Yeah, we tried making the uh, Naruto headbands with the T logo back then. <laughs> See, I, from an organizational perspective, I totally get it. Like, I think I, I get why they made the decision. It makes complete sense. The cosplot was like out of control, 100% down. Like, oh, I totally all, agree with that one. All of that yeah. stuff. But like, and, and obviously the con's been around so long that I, I get that it's just recycling at this point. But I just, I love themes. So. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. All right. Any, anybody else have any uh, controversial uh, convention opinions? There's too many of them. I know. <laughs> I think we go for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Off that one question. Well, I'll just agree the theme one is a good idea. Well, well done, Doug. Very nice. Spoke for the crowd. All right. Then, Elizabeth, it's your turn. Pick a number. Ooh. Seven. If you had to describe your favorite cosplay as a cocktail, what would it be? Ooh. Well, first I gotta pick a favorite cosplayer. <laughs> oh God. Um, all right. I don't know if I'm. I'm not, I don't have a favorite favorite. I'm just gonna pick like one of my favorites, which is Squirrel Girl. Yes. <laughs> so like, make a cocktail. Yeah, like you had to like describe it with a cocktail. Like, what would you? What would you pick? Ooh. Um. Maybe that's a bad one. I can't think of like an earthy kind of cocktail. Maybe just like a, not a cocktail, but like a good amber beer. Okay. Like, or maybe a dark, maybe a dark and stormy. Sure. Because it's ginger beer in it and that kind of, mm-hmm. she has red hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wouldn't Squirrel Girl have something that tastes like nuts? Like, yeah, I was going to say, isn't there like peanuts, like alcohol? Oh, well, so yeah, there's like... plenty, but acorns, they're. Well, I guess yeah, you have lots of all right. So amaretto sour. There you go. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, an amaretto sour. All right, yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing. Or like a peanut butter, some of the peanut butter, like a peanut butter and chocolate martini. Sure, sure. Like Doug, you have one. Um, I would say. Well, I was I was talking about the peanut butter, but I I would say, mine would have to be some just weird concoction that it's like you have like a giant pitcher or like a punch bowl of because I my favorite costumes are always the ones that are better when you have a more of a group sure so that would I would say let's let's go with uh something like you make at Halloween with a punch bowl and you toss in dry ice to give it crazy effects <laughs> but the key is that you have lots of people having it like the swamp mix exactly yes Oh boy, Rob, you've done some costumes. How about you? I'm trying to figure out how to alcoholize my uh, costumes. <laughs> uh, 
Well, Rob, and uh, Va- Vash would just be a beer. <laughs> Jess and I got matching drinks at PortCon one year that matched our um, Officer Jenny and, and Nurse Story costumes. We did. That was awesome. fun. And I one time I was at PortCon, and I was dressed as Agent Scully, and the bartender was like, what would Agent Scully like? And I'm like, I don't know. And he literally just mixed me a drink he thought Agent Scully would like. It had something apple in it, but it was really delicious. He's a good bartender. If I had to pick something, I would probably pick Tomaki because all I can think about is like a rose water martini. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Jess? Um, Would Rainbow Bright be a Long Island? I feel like she would. I feel like that or a Grateful Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Both work. Patrick? Uh, My favorite cosplay is Renamon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Banana? Maybe something... You know, I actually typed into chat GPT yesterday. I have these ingredients. What drinks can I make? <clears throat> and one of the ingredients was Mountain Dew. And it said, you can make a vodka and Mountain Dew. I'm like, ooh, actually, wait. <laughs> so I'm going to say vodka and Mountain Dew. <laughs> It's so simple and yet sounds like a convention thing. I, I approve. Yeah. <laughs> also, something that sounds bright. like also something that in our much younger years we would have had. Yeah, yes. bright yellow. And... Okay. All right, Rob, you're up. Pick a number. Uh, let's go with eleven. Eleven. I'm so glad you got this. <laughs> if you could crossplay as any character, which would it be and why? Crossplay. You haven't done it yet? Uh, n- <laughs> I have not uh, cross-played, but I have uh, <laughs> gone in drag. Okay. <laughs> um, now, oh, what character would I want to cosplay? The- oh, man. Uh, I don't have to give me thinking questions. We know well, oh. no, I don't think. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Um, shoot, I've, it's never really come across to me to do that. <laughs> no? No, no. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've always appreciated some of them. You know, it's like, oh, that's pretty clever. But no. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the group, collectively, what do you think I would look good as, as a crossplay? The bar wench from Shrek. Oh, come on. That's gross. <laughs> awesome. I wish I had that deep a voice. I would dress up as her. She's awesome. <laughs> Doug? You have your hand up. I would probably... I don't know if this is a cop-out or not, because it also spoils the whole reveal. Um... Uh, Phantasm from Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It's a pretty simple costume, and yeah, the character is like portray like the the character that the character is making. Yes, is like like coming off as a man, but like the actual reveal is that it's a woman. Ah, but I, I always think that's a great. It's a cool, simple design. Like all you really need to do is the mask, but just have that presence. And I think you don't see that costume very often around, around even around Batman groups. And I think that'd be a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Patrick. Uh, uh, I see Doug. I thought you were going to say captain phasma. 
<laughs> you could just wear the stormtrooper armor. If, if, if I could, if I'm gonna do anything, like okay, dream have the body type and anything. If I think if I was to do that, I would probably do like Hera because Space Mom is awesome. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I've already done it three times. <laughs> so I mean, Renamon. I've already mentioned Renamon. So I, I'd like to remake that costume. I don't know when I'd ever wear it, but. That costume's old enough to drink now. Woo! Yikes. I, I, but I haven't worn it in almost 10 years, so. I know, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh, I definitely have costumes old enough to drink. That is. <laughs> yeah. Eek. We old. We old. Yes, any, any crossplay you'd like to do? Um, I, I can't think of any, like, straight-out dudes I've ever wanted to cosplay. I mostly cosplay, like, badass girls. Uh, but if you had a male character, I would do Spyro the Dragon. Oh, cute. Counts. <laughs> Elizabeth? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm, I'm on mute so my cat doesn't make a lot of noise in the background. No kitty, um, bad kitty. She's a good kitty. <laughs> she needs to find a home. Oh. Someone adopt my foster, please. No, um, there's a bunch of outfits that Link wears in Breath of the Wild that I would really like to make. Nice. Shocker to everybody. Shocked. Shocked. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I think probably his um I don't yeah. Yeah. She agreed. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember what it, I forget what it's called. I think it's the snow quill set. It's the like warm weather one that you can get. That one's my favorite. Oh yeah, that one's cool. That one's pretty. You know. All right. Jess, is there anybody you'd like Rob dress up as? I've honestly <laughs> been thinking about it and I really can't think of anything. I mean, he's got the full on beard going on now too, so it's really not helping. <laughs> no. Face is weird. Yeah, I'm almost Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. How dare you? I'll show you a picture. Uh, now we have to go. Okay, we can't get into what we're going to cosplay as anytime soon. We got to move on. <laughs> Jess, you're up. Pick a number. Eight. Eight. <clears throat> what is the golden rule of cosplay? Oh. Hmm. Okay. Golden rule? Like absolute golden rule? Mm-hmm. What is your golden rule of cosplay? Um. My golden rule or just a golden rule? What do you think the golden rule of cosplay is. Wait, what did you say? Mine? No, what you think the golden rule oh. is. Do what you love and fuck everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Wob, what do you think the golden rule is? Um, what's it? Five, two, one? <laughs> that's not yeah. the cosplay rule. That's just a con rule. Should be a cosplay rule. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Even talking. even when you're making stuff, follow the five two one. Mm-hmm. Get at least five hours of sleep, two meals a day, and please, for all of God, shower once a day. Yes, shower. I agree. Shower. Mm-hmm. Patrick, uh, have fun and let other people have fun. Mm-hmm. Doug, oh, I think Doug stepped away. Always, you're always going to get better if you keep working at it. Don't mm-hmm. be too hard on yourself and. Mm-hmm. Also, don't let others be too hard on you. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I've definitely seen so many cosplayers just come a long way. Elizabeth? Yeah, what everyone else said, and also, there's no such thing as perfect. 
that that was gonna yes. be mine. Like, Golden Rule cosplay definitely is. Just make it. It doesn't matter as long as you're happy with it. Done is good enough. Done is good enough. I have that in a post-it on my monitor. <laughs> or else I never finish something. That's why I have no sewing in the hotel room. <laughs> that is still a great rule. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's the golden rule in like your mid-20s. Yeah, like it, your it took us way too long in life to like come up with that one. <laughs> Like you can you can hand stitch like one or two little things. Yeah, that's fine. No more sewing. No sewing machines shall travel. The machine does not leave the house. Correct. If the costume's not done, then it doesn't leave the house, period. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, Patrick, pick a number. Um twenty. Ah. What's your favorite thing to do at a con? Meet up with people. And the reason I go to con is to see people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Seeing your fans. Yep. Elizabeth? Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's mine. But I think, like, to get more particular is to do, like, a big cosplay group with people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jess? I love those first two as well. Um, I really like... Whoa, what is that noise? Um... Hello. (laughs) I really like, uh, because I almost always cosplay at conventions, having other people respond to my work and getting to enjoy seeing other people's work in person, which is something you don't get looking at pictures online. Fair. That is fair. Wob? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just blanking here. I guess I worked too hard. Um, I know it's been a minute since you've been to a convention, but what was your favorite thing to do? Um, I mean, it's it's one of the things like I, I really miss doing is being stopped for photos. Doesn't really happen anymore, no matter how good your costume is, because everyone gets their professional photos taken. Mm. You know, because um, I always like doing like the 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 photo hunting after a convention, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's the same as everybody else too. It's like, you know, the friends, the, you know, even seeing people like you only see at conventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Patrick? It, you know, until you mentioned it, I, I hadn't realized it, but you're right. We don't get stopped for photos as much as we used to. And it's not because of the quality of the costume. It, I, it's just not a thing anymore. People yeah, don't maybe. post hall photos. They don't. Yeah. 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 It used to be people would first, they'd have a website with they post or a Flickr account or something. They post a huge photo gallery and then it was, oh, they'll post them on their Facebook account. But now it's just, nobody does that except for just a few. I feel like that's where Instagram killed. Th- like as much as Instagram yeah. can be fun, Instagram is a curated thing right like people don't post like a lot of their just random i mean some people might but not like back in the day like scrolling through fans view is an experience congoers will never have again like that was such a thing right doug what's your favorite thing at a con um shocking no one i really like um the the community i've met through panels and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. you inevitably meet like i have a a group that I have gotten to know through that 
and inevitably we'll have we'll either hang out at someone's hotel room or just in line for seeing another panel that we want to see. And the conversations that come out of those are some of the neatest ones. Like we share ideas, we, we you know workshop ideas, we you know tell give each other uh, feedback about our panel. Like oh, I love that you brought up this thing. Did you know about this? Or have you considered of doing a panel on this? And feeding off each other and bringing each other up by sharing good ideas and encouraging each other. I really found a neat community there. And it's part of the reason why, even if I really want to do a lot of programming at a convention, I'm still always going to submit at least one uh, panel for most of the conventions I go to. 100%. And me, surprising no one, I really, truly, honestly love hosting masquerades. <laughs> I do. It's just like, it's one of those things, like a rush. As a person who is an actor and does plays and shows and things, there's something about being on a stage and just being able to communicate with a crowd of people. There's such a rush from it. And I'm sure like some of you guys that have hosted stuff before, like you get that. Oh yeah. The eight years of doing dry in the data game. Yep. Anime it's, unscripted. Yeah. And now, and that's the thing. The last two years I've done anime unscripted too. So it's like, I get a little mini rush beforehand. It's like, ah, <laughs> I love it. So, so, so much. Okay. Who's up? I think it's Doug again. Doug, pick a number. Uh, I will go with my favorite digit this time. Five. Or wait, that's five was already taken. <clears throat> All right. Five. Let's see. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I love God. this question. I love this question. All right, let me have a drink, a drink first. Yeah, take a sip. <laughs> uh, right, oh, I'm so sorry. Name a convention moment that will always piss you off, just like it was happening all over again if someone brings it up. Oh, wow, that's good. <laughs> uh, I, buckle in, kids. Buckle up. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Uh, because I know it. The funny thing is, I didn't even have to think about this one. Uh, <laughs> Trigger. Anime Expo 2014, maybe 2013. Okay. I'm pretty sure 2014. Mm-hmm. The one and only time I've gone to Anime Expo. And this is part of the reason why it was the one and only time. Um, I had stopped working at a job that required me to that I could never get Fourth uh, of July weekend off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I couldn't like, okay. And a friend has like, hey, if you ever want to come to Anime Expo, I usually get a room. Like, just let me know. So a uh, good friend of mine who I've, I've known since before Anime Boston, like he was one of the reasons I went to the first Anime Boston, just to date that friendship. Um, mm-hmm. So I flew out to LA, met up with him. And he's, you know, gave, like he gave me a spot in the room and it was just the two of us for like less than half. Like I'm pretty sure he gave me a really good rate. He's like, I know you're still getting back um, to everything. And I invited you to kind of short notice. He had to pay more for the flight and everything. But so he gave me a good rate, but he said, you know, if you don't mind, I'd like to, can you help me get an extra autograph? from the uh, two lead actresses from Kill a Kill. I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Uh, I think it's a Saturday morning. I'll help out. That's, you know, I don't have anything else that I need to do. 
I'll do that. Sure. So the way they set up the autographs that year was they had like an exhibit hall where they had like some photo displays. And on the opposite end from the entrance was one set of booths with one line for all the booths where you get your autograph tickets. And then you'd go to your scheduled appointment. So we get there. First, we have to wait for the exhibit, them to open the exhibit hall. And so there's a line forming there. And of course, as soon as they open the door, it's, you know, mad dash to everyone to try and get to these, these ticket booths, which stampede. Yeah, that's, that's a great thing to have. And it's one line, no matter which booth you're going to, which really bad design. So it's like, okay, but get in line and we get to the booth and then cool. I got a ticket. Cool. Uh, My friend got a ticket. Cool. We're all set. And we look at the time. It's like, oh, well, this autograph session is going to start in like an hour or less. I guess we're just getting in line now. And it happened. Thankfully, that was like in the same general vicinity. Mm -hmm. So now we're waiting in line. The, The voice actresses show up late. And on one hand, I know from a con organizer that you want to keep the Japanese talent happy. On the other hand, you need to be like, you agreed to be at this autograph session at this time. Chop, chop. You get, you got to get over here. Um, so we wait. And the line's not really moving. And then finally, okay, it moves a little. Then it moves backward. And we're like, what's going up? What's going on here? And there had been like a, a panel or something the day before. And if you were like in the front row of that panel or you like got a raffle ticket, you got to have a ticket to be at the autograph line at the front of the autograph line. So they have to let these people go in first ahead of everyone else that already has a ticket. And so it's like, okay. And then maybe a third of the line has moved. And then they're starting to, they start shushing people away because the time is up even though I have a ticket for the autograph in my hand. So we waited in line to wait in a line to wait in a line to get nothing. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> nine years later, I'm still pissed off about that because one, you should have been bringing, you should have been bringing people there sooner Two, you got, if you're distributing the autograph for a certain number of tickets from a certain number of autographs, and again, yeah, you want to keep people happy, but you said you're going to do X number of autographs. You need to do that. And right. maybe they were taking too long to sign for everyone having conversations, but if that line's that long and that's that popular, you got to keep that thing moving. Exactly. Elizabeth? The line to get into Rhode Island Comic Con, whatever the hell year that was <laughs> that we went. That was 2018. Was it 2018? 18 or 19? I, it wasn't 19. It was definitely 18 then. I, I thought it was before that. I think it was 17. Was it? I think it was pre yeah. previous relationship split up. Oh, yes. No, oh, it was because I was still living at my old house. Oh, I remember so making our shirt. The three blocks we had to wait in line. Everything I remember in life is like defined by like the summer of 2018 i'm like was it before or after that (laughs) (laughs) everyone else was covid mine's like nope summer 2018 no i think it was was 2017 because remember i made us those keyleth and percy shirts right i made those in my old craft room right and i remember i took my jacket off and let you wear it in line because you didn't have any 
Oh, November. <laughs> and then, like, I remember we're getting close to the door and I see, like, a friend of ours just getting into line. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and then we get in and I turn around and there she is. And I'm like, what the hell? She's like, I don't know. They just, like, waved us in to come in this way. I'm like, these morons. I swear to God. <laughs> so I will not be back to that con or any con run by that organization because fuck that and then like even after we got in mm-hmm. like the way they um the way they directed the traffic where like you had to go into the Dunkin Donuts Center and you had to go around this first circle yeah like, there was an immediate bottleneck by the way they set up the tables and yep. like, I want to find whoever did this and have a serious conversation with how stupid they are <laughs> yes like crowd control like, like that level of crowd control is not hard no this is the year when they wouldn't allow people in even if they were in earlier that was in the... the year before okay because that year was 2014 yeah i went to that one too <laughs> that was 2014 no, but like this one, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't cap it off or anything. No, fourteen was when if you leave, you left and you couldn't come back in. Yeah, yeah. Jess. So I have probably at least three or four raging douche moments for like the four years I went to Connecticut. <laughs> but this one tops it, right? This was the last year I went, and and probably I was already like on my way out the door from going there and this just like sent it over the edge so I know what this is I don't think you do actually so um I was Rob and I were dating we went together and Mm -hmm. we show up Thursday to pick up our pre-reg badges and I'm already like in a super bad mood period right And at this point, this is like 15 years ago. And back in that day, I was poor enough that like to go to conventions, I was budgeted within like an inch of my life, right? Like there's no right. extra money. It's it is like we it has been planned for. Let's put it right. that way. So Rob picks up his badge and I gotta pick up my badge. They can't find my registration. Now I've registered I registered like months ahead of time to get the lowest possible badge, like whatever it was. I forget what the pricing was, but it was like probably half the at the door price that I paid for. Sure. And I had the printout receipt, like, you know, whatever they used to email you, right? I had mm-hmm. it. And then, so they have to call some people over and they're like, oh, well, yeah, you bought it on this day. And like everybody who bought it that day, it didn't work. And I'm like, could you have told anyone about this? Like, like reached out. They're like, no. And I go, okay, so you're going to sell me one now? And they're like, no, you have to pay full price, which <laughs> I could not afford. And I, we, and I don't rage very often at like frontline worker. Like that's just not my bag. I've been that person. Like I don't tend to get mad. Like I will rage at work because it's part of my job. Like just rage is famous at my office. But like I was just rage. Like I like there was like three people there. We were like arguing about it professionally, but I was pissed. So finally I'm like, fine. And Rob agrees me to like lend me the extra money. I'm like, I will buy the badge full price. They're like, oh, you can't do that now. You have to come back tomorrow. And I was like, excuse me? And I'm like, I assume that I'll be able to just come to the front of the line and not wait 
considering this is your error that you have admitted is your error. They're like, no, you're going to have to wait in the line. I was like, I literally, I remember I like threw the thing down. And I said, fuck this car. And I like stomped out. <laughs> I was so done. I was so fucking done. And if I hadn't already been like participating, like I was judging the masquerade that year. Like I couldn't just leave. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was like I hate this place <laughs> like the con has not started and I hate this place and I never went back there but it wasn't the only thing that ever happened but that was just like infuriating like shit happens but you mm -hmm. didn't rectify it and then even after you admitted it there was nothing you were gonna do to like make the experience better or like to make up for it they're just like yeah you're fucked sorry <laughs> and I'm just like well you know what you you suck so bye <laughs> Right, <laughs> Rob. Uh, I mean, I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, I'll go with the first thing that pops in my mind, and what it was when um, I was doing Conti in two thousand eight. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I was so tired, and I just wanted to get this costume on, and and get it through the convention, and get it to the stage, and just be done. Mm -hmm. And. I mean, I don't kind of, I don't really want to spoil this because I really want to talk about this as own episode with you. I know, but uh, the um, I mean, I I don't really basically to sum it up is basically the judges didn't want to give me an award, and I didn't want an award. I just wanted to get the damn thing on on stage because it took me two previous tries, so three years of trying to get it done and functioning. Um, and there was this whole debacle and it became this whole thing like, oh, he didn't deserve it, this or that, this or this, this or that. And then they conceded to give me, which we joke about, best accessory for my whole damn costume. <laughs> You're the best accessory ever, Rob. I know. And... um and if I go, I, I'm blanking on the second award. I get, it ends up, I get three awards. I get a judge's award because she was so pissed off at the other judges. Uh, and then I got a third award too. And it was like, I got three awards and oh, everyone's awesome. not happy. <laughs> but Ooh. it was just more the fact that what really pissed me off is that the judge who is headlining this whole, like, we shouldn't give him an award, which I'm like, then don't give me an award, right. went online to express that she didn't want to give me an award. <laughs> like, like, for what reason, though? Like, why, why? Like, why do you have to keep going, bitch? Like, no one cares. Like, yeah, okay. Basically. So, so that, that's a, that's a little, um, trailer for when we do the, uh, the Conti episode. <laughs> I love Conti, though. You sitting on a trash can is my favorite thing. Only place I could sit. But anyway. But yeah, that that to this day is still just like, oh my lord, <laughs> strange hill to die on, but okay. <laughs> Elizabeth, did yeah. you did you already share your rage moment? I shared my rage moment. All right, Patrick, did you share your rage moment? No, I haven't. You know, I, I I was looking through my list of conventions and like, there's really nothing that stands out. I mean, I've been to bad conventions, but I haven't really had a rage moment at like, the con. No. Uh, I mean, there's some things that piss me off that I'm not happy about, but mm -hmm. like I went to 
I went yeah. to one con and I had a press pass. Okay. And, you know, I go and pick it up at the press office and uh-huh. uh, they made me wait. Like, okay. Raid. Well, <laughs> like, okay. I, they, they needed the press director to get up there for some reason. Like, all right, okay. whatever. And I figure this is probably some dumb policy. And so after 15 minutes, the guy finally arrives and he's, he proceeds to complain that the fancons.com site doesn't have all of the guests listed. And so I bring it up on my phone and it has all the guests listed. And he said, well, they weren't listed a couple weeks ago. And I was like, did you submit an update? Well, no. Like, well, you got to tell me when you have guests announcements and then I'll list them. It was just, <laughs> it's like, I'm not checking your website every single day. Tell me when you have guests and I'll add them. So, but yeah, they, they made me wait for this stupid press pass just so that this guy could saunter over from the other side of the con and complain. Dumb. So dumb. Complain right. that he didn't put in any effort. My rage moment. And I don't know if a lot of you know this one, actually. My biggest rage moment. So mine's also at Kineticon, shocking no one. Um, we usually would script um, our masquerade and our stuff for dating game only so we could stay on track and just have like some kind of an entertainment value in case everything else around us was falling apart. And we would always um, do like a dress rehearsal to make sure that if there was any cues or anything we needed done, we would do them ahead of time. And our last year at Kineticon 2014, we were doing a Glee dating game. Shocking no one because I loved Glee at the time. And the sound guy is right there in the room for Kineticon. It's like a big sound booth for the stage because it's a pretty decent sized stage. And we had just told him like, look, this is the cue for the music. Just hit the button. It'll cue. There wasn't a delay on it or anything. Like it was all set to go. Like this is the cue, but it needs to happen on this sentence. Otherwise there's a very awkward gap. And then the music starts and then people move and it's weird, you know? We did this, and I'm not exaggerating, 16, 17 times, and he could never get it. So finally, I lost it, and Ryan, Ryan's standing in front of me, and I just kind of shove Ryan aside and scream across the room at the sound booth. I'm just like, how hard is it to hit a fucking button when I say, what do you mean? How hard is it? And they're just like, ooh, ooh. So, whatever. The practice happens. The guy comes over. He apologizes to me later on because we're upstairs getting cosplay and masquerade HQ together. And he's like, oh, tomorrow it'll be fine. I'm sorry. I'm like, whatever. Fine. So, we get to the actual event. And it's the night of the dating game. And everything is going great. Everything is going smooth. And here comes the cue. And guess what happens, guys? The music doesn't go. Yeah, of course not. Oh, no. And I know that we continued the masquerade. But from other people seeing it, they're like, Katie, your face, like, you all know me. I'm a very expressive person. (laughs) I can't, if someone says something stupid, my face will tell you that you've said something stupid by, you know, and like such and such. And (laughs) they're like, your face, like, turned completely on a dime. Like, you were no longer Blaine Anderson. You were you and your hands clenched so tight. We thought you were going to, like, hurt yourself. And I just remember we get through the math, like that whole dating game thing. 
And I came off stage because I had to change because we were doing a roast of Tony Stark after and I had to change. So while like the music's playing in the room so the room can clear out and like the guy, you know, people are doing like the announcements like, oh, thanks for coming out, everybody. You can hear me. yelling at the sound booth as i go by and i'm like i fucking hate you guys you're so fucking stupid and then came back in 20 minutes later dressed as tony stark screaming at them still so they got abused like as me on the way out and me on the way in and i've just i've never forgiven them it's like you have one job and one job is cue music it's one job to press a button it's it, it wasn't like 50 cues it was one music cue it was one music cue Anyways, <laughs> it'll be okay. Can I have one more? It's, like, related to, it's, it's related to both Patrick's and uh, your yours and Rob's, or oh, yours God. and Jess's, rather. Oh, God. Oh, God, it's Kineticon. Uh, because it's also Kineticon, and it's also related to picking up a press pass. Uh, oh, it, no. It was, it was the last year I did Kineticon, and this is one of the reasons why it was the last year I did We Kineticon. all have the last year of Kineticon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suspect I suspect Doug's story relates to my last year of Kineticon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because was it that last year where you gave them a really scathing review on AnimeCon's TV? Oh yeah. Because the following year, I was in line to pick up my press pass, and uh, the chair of the convention, who happens to be in the vicinity of registration, mm. here's an, oh oh it's someone from AnimeCons.com or AnimeCons TV. And proceeds to come up to me and give me all kinds of grief for Patrick's review (laughs) for the previous year. I was like, oh, yeah, those are my reviews. I was like, well, one, that's Patrick's prerogative, not mine. Two, if you had any sense, you would have used that as a golden opportunity to say, hey, I know you guys gave us a really rough review. I was like, let me tell you all the ways we've improved and here's the things that we fixed and are making better. Yeah. Nope. Just going to give me shit for someone else's review a year ago. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. Well, I mean, great story. You're not sorry. <laughs> no. Well, I'm sorry that Doug had to go through that. <laughs> That's it. Um, oh, but man. yeah, the, I, the, I remember that review because I yelled angry yelling as an example of what I saw happen at that convention where a staff member was yelling at people because they weren't in line in the right place. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just, hey, get over there. It was, he was angry at these people. And it was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate. And I mean, the most of my other complaints were just that, you know, they kept repurposing the same program guide stuff without actually updating it. Mm. And, you know, it was just, it seemed lazy. Oh, shit, and, I should have oh. rephrased that question, guys. Sorry, I should have been like, I'm sorry, what moment at Connecticut's pissed you off? Well, I'm going to add one. <laughs> yeah. If I'm allowed. Rob, Rob feels left out. I, left, I feel left out. I, I would have raged about Connecticut too. No, um, this is this is early on. Like, I actually was an, I was an official guest one year uh, for the Artist Alley. And it was very awkward when, like, the vice chair that year and other head staff people were going through the convention to all the guests to have them sign the program. And my picture and bio wasn't in the program at all. So I had to go through about five different staff members who realized how effed up their programming people were about making the program guide. (laughs) Yay. And I'm just sitting there like... Come on. 
how often, how, how often does like someone like me become like a guest officially? You know, yeah, that sucks. They're stupid. We can go on about them all night, but we got to keep going. Otherwise, yeah. we'll until like midnight. Elizabeth, I think it's your turn to pick a number. I think it is. Uh, let's go with number one. Number one. Oh, I love this question. This is why this is the first question because this is the best question I could come up with, <laughs> and then everything after that's like, well, all right. If you were asked to do an hour long TED talk, no break. On one anime or anime character, which would it be? What's anime? <laughs> Definitely not kid stuff. Oh man, I'm so rusty on anime. I say, well, an- I say anime or character or like video game or video game character. Oh, Zelda. Zelda, Legend of Zelda. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys know for me it'd be either Zelda or Final Fantasy. I could probably do an hour-long thing on either the music of Final Fantasy and like all the different albums that came out in like the early aughts um, that I spent my college years listening to, or mm-hmm. just Final Fantasy VI in general, mm-hmm. um, or the Zelda timeline. Sure. One of those things. Sure. I sure. mean, then I could probably give a, a hour TED talk on like cosplay and how to like take a in like character and like the process of turning it into a character like a costume of like converting 2d to 3d i could definitely mm-hmm. do that too patrick uh can i claim the books of svetlana shramakova you may yeah yep <laughs> done <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Doug. Um, I um, the old Final Fantasy. Some I could talk about almost any of those games, ten or older, mm-hmm. um, or the music, like Elizabeth said, for easily an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or X Files. That's not an anime, Rob. <laughs> I could talk about Star Trek for the next like three weeks, but like, let's be realistic, right? <laughs> uh, Doug. Please. <clears throat> Does anything? I mean, I'm sure everyone already knows the answer to this. That's right, it's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yep. I mean, I, I think I've brought this up on the podcast before, where I literally had to make up a Gundam a Gundam panel out of nowhere because guess the best 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 I mean, because I've done just like open Q and A, but I mean. The one panel I've done that was kind of for a long time my white whale mm-hmm. was what I call Gundam for newbies, where mm-hmm. so many panels call themselves they use the term 101, and it's like this is not really an introduction. This is for diehard fans. I wanted to make the one that's like, okay, you don't know Gundam, or you have the friend that doesn't know Gundam, come to this panel. We'll give you a crash course, and you can learn. You know, actually get get the basics. So mm-hmm. I think I've actually done that, and it's I'm proud of that that I've been able to do that because it was a challenge for me, and it really made me take a step back and say, okay, what's knowledge that I have that's super like minutia, weird things, but what's the what's someone that's never known this? What what do they need to know? And nice. it, was a, it was a really fun challenge as a fan. But also War Turtle doing something awesome. I mean, that's that's not me. That's all artists. It counts. It's War Turtle. <laughs> it's an anime character. 
I mean, that, that, that's the that's the other one that I, I keep saying that one of these years I'm going to do as like a, a like an after hours late night panel at Anime Boston is finally just assemble all the the weird stuff the weird shit I find when I do Google image search looking for um, stuff for my panels because I always find something that is completely off the wall. Half the time, it's not even related to what I searched for, but it, it shows up. And that's, yeah, it's an interesting adventure there. Mm-hmm. Wob? What's the question again? Joking. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it pretty much would guarantee you it's, it's, it's Trigon. Um, but I feel really bad because honestly, because life happened, I have not watched the new one at all. And everyone is very shocked when they come to me <laughs> that I don't know the new one right now. But when it comes to the, to know a character inside and out, it's, it's, it's Trigon. I still have that all ingrained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, X 1999. That anime, that movie, that manga. <laughs> That cosplay group you want. Yeah, that cosplay group. I want so bad it hurts. <laughs> it hurts, you guys. I need it. Uh, okay. What? What's that? And would that panel actually have an ending? <laughs> yeah, no, they would not. No, it wouldn't end. It I would just. I would just end on some cliffhanger. I would stop mid sentence and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. I hate them so much. Rob, it's your turn. Pick a number, babe. Three. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. I hate you. <laughs> Rob, what's the weirdest picture request you've ever gotten at a convention? <laughs> um I mean the weirdest wasn't a request. I pretty much got dry humped by a growlith, but um <laughs> No. I think I have that picture. <laughs> You would. <laughs> I mean, I have a friend who uh, animated it. No, um, <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. The weirdest request for a photo. Mm-hmm. Not for a photo specific. Not just a really weird request. <laughs> Either or. Um, I would have to go when um, uh, I was dressed as Lynx from Chrono Cross in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. first time i wore it and um an out of costume furry um i'm uncomfortable yeah basically basically uh i did not take a photo i did not take a photo of this because i was like i'm no i'm not i i am furry i'm not a furry um <laughs> basically was like a a submission a submissive pose <laughs> Yikes. To put it kindly. <laughs> no. Wait, you weren't down for that in 2005? I've never been down with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. But yeah it's like, you. <laughs> I'm just like, and this also 2005. So like little baby Rob, like. Yes, four what, innocent what, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know. Like I, I knew there were mascot animals. I didn't know there was furry. <laughs> I, I I had just learned crushingly in that moment furrydom. <laughs> no. And it was and it was just like 
uh, not really feeling comfortable, and I'm sitting here with a giant axe scythe that, like, I could defend myself with, but I'm just like, no. I'm an adult. I'm a different adult. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're going to go to FurryCon in Springfield? I'm like, no! <laughs> no. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that that's actually where I, I came up with the, the phrase, like, I am I'm furry, I'm just not a furry. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth? So mine is weird, but not in, like, a creepy, it's just, like, a weird, kind of cool way. Sure. Um, this, if you guys want to see this picture, it's on my Instagram somewhere. Um, so one of the years I went to Super Mega Fest, when it was at the Sheridan, um, and has probably still like very kind of 70s decor up well everywhere but especially in the hotel like upstairs area where the rooms are and this is one of the years i stayed there um because it used to be like a party con and people would stay there so um that was pretty fun so it was dressed as miss frizzle that year and i was either coming or going from the hotel room and i ran into another miss frizzle and we were talking and just small talk real quick and one or either her or her friends was like i have this really weird idea for a picture she's like what if you two stood down this hallway because it looks like it's out of the shining and you stood down the hallway and held hands and looked like the twins i'm like i'm down (laughs) she took the picture and it is it does give you those vibes of like from the shining with two women dressed as miss frizzle but like if you go down in my instagram from like had to have been like 2015 2014 something like that you'll find it it was oh, really okay. it was cool and very random and yeah that was my weird photo <laughs> patrick um yeah mine's similar to rob's and oh. i was wearing random on and boy some people oh. yeah <laughs> And I, a friend of mine told me, hey, you know, Renamon is really popular at furry conventions. I was like, no. No, 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 staying away from that. Um, but yeah, people wanted me to do some really inappropriate things with Renamon and her tail. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, Cosplay is not consent. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, this yes, is I know you probably got one. Ago. Uh, I mean, I've had some, I, you know, I don't actually have like a soup. I don't have a creepy one, really. I mean, I've had people like grab my boobs when I said, let's take a photo together. And then I had to like punch them. But that's, I mean, it's bad, but it's not like weird and unusual. It's just stupid shit people do back in the day. I will say people are better about that now. Yeah. Um, as far as like maybe a cool photo, I, I it was was at Kineticon, actually, this is a long time ago, we were doing pictures in the bathroom because mm-hmm. the Kineticon bathroom was pretty sweet. It had, like, carpeting and couches, couches and whatever. And the girl taking the photo said, I was wearing Cheshire Cat, and she's like, climb up on like, – she got me on the sink, like, on the counter, and mm-hmm. it looks like I'm coming out of the mirror, and it's fucking badass. I love that. I still love that photo, and it's a bajillion years old. Nice. So that was pretty I remember cool. that picture. Yeah, and, and and she's like, this is going to be really weird, but I want you to, like, climb into the sink. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doug, any weird picture requests? Uh, not so much, like, in costume, which I guess makes it even weirder. Like, 
I've had this happen to me a couple times where someone's asked for my photo after I've done a panel and not like, oh, like behind the table or like a, like a picture of me um, while I'm presenting or with like my co-panelists or anything like that. Just like they want a memory of Doug and just a picture of me just standing there. I was like, okay. I, I, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like, like, I'm wearing like what I usually wear, which is like t-shirt and jeans or if it's summer, you know, t-shirt and shorts. And it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I understand like other than like maybe they want to like, I'm hoping it's just they want to remember the, this panelist or something, then, but it's a little weird, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess it's just hard to, to imagine like what they're doing with it. I don't probably don't want to imagine. There's shrines, Doug. There's so many shrines. <laughs> oh, hail our Gundam overlord. In your wallets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I love it. Uh, mine mine oh god so remember when i cosplayed maze hughes all the time yeah. no <laughs> you know how many underaged roy mustangs would ask me for inappropriate pictures with them and i'd be like how old are you they'd be like 16 i'm like oh not today satan <laughs> not today. like literally followed around sometimes stalked by those people it was, it was, I love being Hughes, but sometimes if I ever wear him again, I do think about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a, it's very unfortunate when you have to ask somebody how old they are when you're taking their picture with you. Cause you're like, I just want to be sure that we're good. You know, and like, not that I would ever just go kiss random people either, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, Is it different now? But I feel like back when we first started cosplaying the cross players, like people like you, Katie, Got mm. so much more harassed that way than like people like me who are just like dressing like girls that it's were sexy, true. you know. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing: I think it's a comfort thing because, like, you know, if a boy not not to say that like you know boys cosplaying is weird because it's absolutely not, but I'm like first like them to have a character that they like that is cosplayed by a girl might have been more comfortable for them than rather approaching a boy that stresses that character. Maybe I just feel like people went really nuts about like girls dressed as their like dude Dudes. husbandos mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and i don't i mean i'm sure they still do but i just feel like there was and maybe it was part of the fact that it was still very wild west back then and people mm. were inappropriate more publicly maybe but i remember like you weren't the only one it it, it was weird <laughs> and i always i of course i always pick the character that everyone's like ah like tomaki and hughes and like eh, i did it to myself it's a different world now, thank God. All right, Jess, pick a number. Uh, let's see. There's not a lot of double-digit numbers. Let's do 18. All right. If you could remake one anime or have a manga that's never been made into an anime created, which one would it be? Oh, I totally know. Magic Knight's Ray Earth needs a remake, big time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because okay. that is an awesome manga, and the anime is like, it's not great. Like, it doesn't age well. Mm -hmm. I yeah, think no, that would I, yeah. that would be an awesome modern anime. I would like if they gave it the crystal yeah. effect mm -hmm. without the weird alien look. Yes, yes. <laughs> to go back to go back to uh, the the cross uh, um, 
crossplay. Does it count if I could do the robot to Jess's uh, Ubi? <laughs> I don't. I don't think she's. I don't know if the dragon is supposed to be a girl. I think it's a dude. Oh, never mind then. But that's you know what? Let's on. just say it's a girl, and that would because I was thinking you'd need to be some kind of like crazy beast creature to crossplay. <laughs> <laughs> you can be my dragon anytime, honey. Okay. It's a different podcast. We're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> doing this since you spoke up though rob what uh anime or whatever would you like to remake or create Ooh, well i mean i always want to kind of I, I again i'm back on to trigon but they are they just did it they just remade it and i have to Perfect. look into it but um <clears throat> what's a good one i think deserves a remake I know. There's going to be so much dead silence with me on this thing. I don't know. Okay, that's what I did. that right out. Fix it and post. Fix right. it and post. Actually, um, you know what? Uh, since Sailor Moon got a reboot, mm-hmm. Ronin Warriors. Oh, good one. I mean, I mean, I could still watch that, but I'm also partial to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like, I think it, I think it, it could resonate again if they uh, redid it. Fair enough. Elizabeth? Uh, this is a manga series I read about a decade ago called Red River. It's about um, it's one of my favorite types of anime where someone gets sucked back into the past and she becomes um, like she's she's thought to be the reincarnation of Ishtar. Um, it was really cool. I really liked it. It was, you know, that style of anime uh, manga that i really like and mm-hmm. it, was, it was really nice yeah i don't i'm pretty sure they didn't ever make a show out of it so i would like one of that nice patrick i'm not big into remakes i mean the only thing i'd really want to remake is galaxy quest with the cast of star trek the next generation mm-hmm. they're doing uh, that right now <laughs> yeah, not sponsored but um, not sponsored i i think uh one of my favorite anime is uh from the way back when is gotcha man oh yeah got released here is battle of the planets and g-force and eagle riders but it a modern gotcha man would be amazing mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. yeah there was the gotcha man crowds a couple of years ago but that was so different yeah no spirit of the original and or the, the like the spirit of the oav from the 90s that was great Mm-hmm. And uh, someday I'd love to do a cosplay group from that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm literally looking at my wall of manga behind my chair, and like everything I'm thinking was like, no, that got an anime recently. No, that got an anime recently. <laughs> um, can I just say I want the anime adaptation of Pluto to hurry up and get released? That's fine. Yeah, that works. Well, there we go then. <laughs> That's what he wants. <laughs> um, if I had to have something remade or made, it would actually be a remake. Um, there was a anime that came out, and it came out, but it never got dubbed in the U.S. And it was called Kaiken Phrase. Um, and it was a manga called Sensual Phrase uh, that one of my friends got me addicted to way back in the like early two thousands. But it was about a rock band. And like the guy falls in love with the girl, it was very like shonen, you know, like ooh. And um, I don't know, it was like it was a pretty good anime, and it had like that good like 
you know, drama in it, but eh, I don't know. I just need it to be remade so it can come to the U.S. and get dubbed or bring it over and finally dub it. The animation's so old on it, though, they'd have to remake it at this point. That would be my choice. Um, Patrick, pick a number. Two. (gasps) Bing, 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 bing. Ask me anything. (laughs) Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. I have to prepare myself bodily for this. I wasn't ready for this. Um, (laughs) I'm so unprepared. Uh, let's go to the next question. Let me think for a minute. Okay, all right. We yeah. will move on. When you when you think of it, let me know. But let's see. Uh, that would make Doug up. Uh, pick a number. Um, have we done ten? We haven't. All right. What's your favorite part of a costume to work on? The last part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I will say just from my experiences with like 501st Legion and stuff like that, mm-hmm. fabric confounds me and I've just, I've never been very good at it, but give me like hard plastic parts to cut out and stuff like, give me a nice sp- spring day to sit out like in the driveway with a Dremel and just, I will go to town. I will cut that stuff till the, the cows come home. It's a good just zone out stuff. And I'll be covered in white plastic dust um, and have to remind myself not to wipe the sweat off my forehead with my arm until after I clear the dust off. Cause ouch. Um, <laughs> but I, I love just getting in the zone. Just the, the, the solider, the more solid the part, the better I usually am with it. And like mm-hmm. you see that, like I do like model kits and stuff that, it's great because just for whatever reason, I just have never gotten the hang of fabric. And usually if I, I'm working on a costume that requires both, I outsource it to someone else and say, okay, give me your hard parts. If you take care of the soft parts. Very good. Um, Rob. <clears throat> yeah. Your favorite part of a costume. What do you like to work on? Ah. Uh... Um, the finished one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everyone knows that like I I am the like kind of the prop heavy person. Like if if I do a costume, I always have to have a prop with it or something like that. Sure. Actually, my favorite part, I really have to say, is um, is basically learning something new. I, I don't know. I always feel like in my early years, like every costume was because I wanted to learn how to do something new or do something different that I haven't done before. So I think my favorite part is trying to figure out how can I learn something from making this? And um, that, that's been a lot of stuff from making my own bias deck for the first time to 3D printing a part. Um, yeah, I think is basically using the the costume as an excuse to learn. Nice. Elizabeth? Uh, mine is adding detail to costumes. So like either sewing or gluing on beads and pearls, putting on trims, doing embroidery, like adding 
um, adding detail to kind of make a a costume really stand out. Mm-hmm. Jess, mine is I really like to try to translate the silhouette of a costume, like the proportions. When, and trying to figure out how to problem solve that. And I feel like it's really successful if I have that kind of outline shape correct, right? Like that's kind of been my big thing, I think, for the last like five or six years is like I, I feel like I'm successful if I have created that accurately from like 2D to real life. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can contest we took many hours trying to get Lulu to look right in silhouette. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's one of the ones. Belgian was like that. Serenade was like, I mean, a whole lot of them. And I feel like that's, to me, Robin. that's like a mark of success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patrick? I tend to start, well, other than gathering reference photos and stuff, I tend to start with the head. Mm-hmm. And so like I did um, uh, Amon from Legend of Korra and I started with the mask. When I, uh, do a lot of my large full body costumes i start with the mask or the head or helmet or whatever it is so yeah i I start at the top and work my way down which means that when i did a worgen i had to reuse renamon's feet because i didn't have feet yet and i never did finish the uh armor for the bottom part of a leg on i'm on um i gotta say it's like yes detail work i agree with elizabeth that is my favorite part because once you get like the base of a costume down putting all those little extras on but for me personally it's those extras so like finding like the pieces that make it pop more so like you have the detail work on something but then you have like maybe a small prop or a pair of glasses or like a set of earrings or something you know what i mean like the accessories i guess is my favorite part that pulls it completely together that's my favorite part to do is look for those so, like, all those Tony Stark cosplays that I've done, sure. But when I found his glasses that go with it, it was, like, chef's kiss. That's it. That's what ties it. I love that for, like, <laughs> weathering, too. Mm-hmm. When you, you put something together and it's supposed to be dirtier and you see it really come alive then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely adds to, like, everything. All right. Patrick, did you come up with something yet? Yes. Oh, okay. God. Right. You need to pick a group cosplay for us, assign characters, and decide who makes what parts. Bitch, I'm pulling out my slick list right now. All right, so we're doing <laughs> X1999. Shocks. <laughs> Shocks. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Patrick. Let's see. I hang on. I've got I have to get the whole list out because it's gonna this is gonna take a second. So talk to you talk amongst yourselves. Or don't. Do, 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 do. You can edit this out, but <laughs> you're not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to because sometimes the conversation is the best part. Okay. So, finally, she asks us to vamp. Now the shoe's on her right. foot. <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to be Kamui. Period. <laughs> period. Rob, you're Fuma. All right. Let me go look that up. <laughs> you're Jeff's best friend. You've never Accurate. seen that. No. <laughs> How have you never seen X? I've talked about it for 20 years. How have you never you seen talked it? about it? Did you show it to me? I probably did, actually, because I showed you the sword. I know I did. Because you're making them. So there we go. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Done. Uh, okay, so then... Where the hell are their names? 
If I'm not a Rashi, I'm going home. You are a Rashi. Calm down. <laughs> you're a Rashi. Um, Doug, you're going to be Sorita. I knew that was coming a mile away. Yeah, well. <laughs> I guess there's worse right. fates. There are worse fates. I could have made you one of the bad guys. <laughs> you're all on my team except for Rob. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the, the photo of me stabbing you. No, there it is. See? Done. <laughs> all those dreams coming true. And then here's the thing though, because I love I want to be Fuma for this group, but I do love Subaru because I've done Subaru before. But <clears throat> it would be weirder if we were like gay lovers. It would just be weird. So you have to be the person that kills me or doesn't kill me, whatever. <laughs> it's like what <laughs> was that sentence? Also, that, that was um, a sentence. <laughs> if no one's seen X1999 before or the X anime or read the X manga before, I highly suggest it. it is is such a mindfuck. Jess. Um, let's see. Do, 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 um, you'd have to be Karen. Karen. Um, yes. No. Karen. <laughs> Karen. There's very few of them in the world, and I wouldn't let you do yeah. it unless I didn't think you could handle it. But she's the hooker, honestly. And she made it. Why am I always the ever... hooker? <laughs> yes, you know why. Oh, you made me wear blue at your wedding, and it was a dress. You get to be Karen the hooker. Okay, Thank you. Fine. You made me wear a dress. <laughs> but also, she's one of the most kick-ass characters. Okay, fair. Um, I do kick-ass. And then Patrick. Where is he? I know his name. I know his name. I know his name. I think I know his name. Ah, oh, criminy. It's like, the thing is, like I if I see them, I know who they are. But, like, it's been a million years, so now I'm going to have to watch it for the thousandth time. See what you've all done? <laughs> yes, it's our fault. Yes, it is. Actually, uh-huh. shoot, was he on the bad guy side? Oh, no. Patrick, I think you're on the other side. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to, well, Rob's best friend. So there you go. How was it? No, it wasn't him. Hang on. How was it? This description just says I'm mature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a stripper. I am not a hooker. Oh, she's a hooker. Um... Oh God! What was his name? I know he was on the. Wait, I know he. Oh, he was definitely on the bad guy side. I've lied. Doesn't say Shiro. It's the guy that likes your character, Jess. It's weird. Like, well, doesn't like him. They're just friends. You know what I mean? It's not like that. I also have a teddy bear. Okay, listen, Paul. There's <laughs> a lot going on here. <laughs> oh, Shogo, Patrick, you're Shogo. Shogo. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yeah. he, he's the one that ends up fighting Karen. Like, but he he controls water and she controls fire, which is so weird that he was on the bad guy side because I thought it was the other way around, but I guess not. Okay, so anyway, so that's who everybody's playing now. Rob, you're already in charge of swords. We already talked about it. We're done. Next, <laughs> um, I mean, everybody's pretty much making their own costume for this, so that'll be fine. Um, Patrick actually has the easiest costume because he's a businessman, so he just has to wear a nice yeah. suit. It's a, it's a white shirt and tie. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and then let's see. Um, Everybody cosplayed Arashi. Done. Done. Um, <laughs> Jess, we still have it though. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, there we go. And then uh, perfect. So that's it. And then the, the rest of your jobs are just to find the rest of the 16 people we need to make this group whole, and we're good. It's a tall order, Katie. 16 people. <laughs> I okay. It's there's. Seven on each side and two priestesses, okay? <laughs> One of them's blind, so someone's got to be a blind person. 
Also, the one of them is a child and has a dog. Thank you. Yay, X group. Although, if I had to make it easier, I mean, if I had to pick something else that we could all cosplay from, then I know you guys would actually be able to cosplay from because making an X group is just like a pipe dream and a half that's never going to happen. That's what I want for my 40th birthday. An X group birthday party? Yep. You've got two and a half years to figure this out. Clearly, I'm I'm just like naked, so that's fine. I'm voiced by Talis and Jaffe. Exactly. (laughs) See? My God, that's why I love Talson. I knew he was an ex. <laughs> that's okay. Rob is Crispin Freeman. Ow, ow. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. It's really good. Honestly, maybe we should all get together and have a huge ex-watching party, and then we can all just be sad together. It'll be fine. It's fine. What, you guys don't want to spiral into a depression watching an anime with me? Fine, okay, whatever. Two and a half years. We have two and a half years to make this happen. Right. Yay, good question, Patrick. Thank you. I enjoyed that immensely. All right, now whose turn is it? I think it's mine. It is. Yes. Pick a number. Fourteen. Ah, what do you do to get yourself out of a cosplay block? As in, what's your costume juju? Like what do you do or watch to make yourself wanna so? I don't know. Can someone please find it for me? <laughs> It's been in place for like four years, like pre-pandemic. It's been in this costume box. Honestly, like it's a deadline. Like I cranked out two new costumes. Would have been three if I didn't screw it up for mm. Katsukon in like six weeks because that's my go-to mm-hmm. uh, plan of action because it's healthy. Great. Actually, it wasn't. It actually wasn't too bad. I did things in a very timely fashion and cut out that one that didn't go right. Like. So I like it was done where a place where I could try it on, like almost finished with the sew buttons on it. And it's just not good. And like I could have and probably like ten years ago I would have stayed up late every night trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't. I sort of aside and I still have yet to it's been like two months and I still have yet to touch it. But mm-hmm. um no, I need like I really need a deadline. Mm-hmm. Like going to Katsucon and being like, Oh, I'm gonna do these costumes was really what drove me and like I haven't had a drive since then i also have a good space to work in right now Mm -hmm. but um no it's the deadline and then like when i am like i'm a type of person like once i get working i stay working and it's it's podcasts for me like i listen to all sorts of different podcasts Mm -hmm. um and i remember there was a time when like when you introduced me to critical role like that's what i was listening to while i was cosplaying and like when i back in the day when i was making like costumes all the time it was i'd get home from work make dinner and go listen to critical role and make costumes and now i get home i make dinner and i go watch wrestling so (laughs) (laughs) um yeah once i know what con i mean i do know what con i want to make something for next and the problem is it's like three or four months away i forget exactly when it is so (laughs) that's not gonna make me start anytime soon sure but yeah it's a deadline for me mm-hmm. patrick um what was the question <laughs> what do you do to get yourself out of a cosplay like funk like to yeah. make yourself want to make something yeah i i also need a deadline because you know i've been talking about making Doty for literally years now <laughs> although i also need free time because i just don't have any lately 
<laughs> that also helps. <laughs> yeah. Doug. So, uh, uh, I'm not. Just, just ignore my uh, Force Unleashed Royal Guard armor. It's sitting in a box in the corner. Um, <laughs> it's been that way for several years. Um, honestly, it's if sometimes it's a deadline, but also um like build parties like when you have like a gathering of people to work on stuff because you inevitably even if like you're hosting and you have to kind of take care of everyone else you eventually reach that point where you just you feel guilty that you're not working on your shit Mm -hmm. so having that and being like hey everyone's taking working on their stuff i need to get i need to be start working on my stuff so that helps me a lot it's Mm -hmm. also very social creature so i need human interaction but it's also you know you talk about like you know people have sewing circles or whatever just having having a build day with other people working on stuff because also that helps you if you're you've hit a stumbling block you can talk with people and kind of troubleshoot the thing you're stuck on Mm -hmm. jazz uh i will like whatever we are third or fourth deadline always helps um i also for me starting is the whole thing right like Mm -hmm. it's gonna sit in a box until it is started and once it's started and it's like in its space like i know rob and i you know we really came over a lot of our blocks when we had like a dedicated spot where we could just walk away from it but the machines are still there and the stuff's still lying around like you don't have to clean it up and put it away Mm -hmm. that's easy because then when you have a free moment because our lives are so hectic you can be like oh i have like a couple hours i'm gonna go work on that thing without having to go through that whole process of i gotta drag it out and i gotta Mm -hmm. get all the crap out Mm -hmm. i think cutting the fabric is always the hardest thing for me when you have like new fabric Mm -hmm. that's like the scariest step if i can get if i can cut it out then i'm motivated the Uh motivation to cut it out is a tough um to get over facts Straight facts, Rob. Well, just just pointed out pretty much how I feel. It's like it's it's this whole combination of all we're talking about. It's like you need a reason to do it. Like maybe a convention, maybe just you decide, hey, I want to do a giant photo shoot. Mm-hmm. You know that gets you going because you know yeah you can just start you have like the end game. But again, the major thing I have is I need a place to make a mess. Mm-hmm. And have it just be there and then i can come to it and go to it go back and forth and it needs to be like a space that like can it's not like the kitchen table like it's a dedicated room mm-hmm. um or a basement like that or like i mean i i think i was more productive when i used to use my parents garage than when i bought my own house that didn't have a garage mm-hmm because like I can go make a mess somewhere and clean right. it up later, so I think it's really just being able just to have that that clickable in your mind ability to like switch gears, mm-hmm. and that would get a costume done. Patrick, you want to add on? Nope. Oh, your hand was going up. <laughs> oh, I'm like the little hand emoji. I was like, eh. no, it was still up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Honestly, my biggest motivator to do something is watching something. Like, 
if I go to a, a Broadway show and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to make that. Or again, Critical Role. If like I'll go back and I'll listen to season episodes of that show to motivate me to do something. But it's mostly about like if I've watched a show or I've watched a movie and I really just I get enamored with something like I kind of hyper fixate and then I'm just like I'm making that and I do um, and I haven't had a moment like that in a while but right now I'm in costume heaven because apparently I made like one what did I make before I made this oh well I had to make LARP costumes for my sister um, for her friends and now suddenly it's just like oh the sewing machine's out now I've made this coat for Wizard of Oz now I've got the stuff cut out for my next Percy costume culture shock now <laughs> another critical role costume she can't uh, but you know what I mean like and now I've gone to like Joann's and I've like motivated myself to do things so I feel like yeah once you get back into it again you're just kind of like okay I'm back in the mood again and the sewing machine's out and let's do it okay who's next Wob yes okay well that's a great six oh you get the best questions tonight, honestly. <laughs> For you, I'm the one who has to answer them. <laughs> Fill in the blank, Rob. In oh. all the years you've been cosplaying, you've never blank. Oh, hold on. I just turned off my microphone. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> in all the years you've been cosplaying, you have never blank. Ooh. What have I never done? Crossplay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I muted yourself for that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right. Well, my answer. No. <laughs> um, how many years of cosplay or convention going? I've never. I have never gone internationally. Okay. That's fair. Mm, so, yeah. wear a oh. dress. <laughs> Your dress. So this is just cosplay or con conventions in general? Well, it's cosplay and conventions in general, but like, you know, hand in hand. Yeah. Um, let's see. I was about to say international too, but then I realized I'd done Montreal Comic Con. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. I've never like redone an entire costume like like with new skills or like completely re remade it like maybe i've fixed stuff that's broke or just like abandoned it so to speak but there hasn't been really anything that's like i love this costume i i want to i want to completely do it again because i really like this character and there's Fair a couple enough. i've thought about that for but there's not really hmm. been part of that and some of that is some of the characters that i would do i did before i grew, grew the beard and now it look a little weird doing them with a beard and I refuse to shave for cosplay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth? I don't know. This is a tricky one. Pass. <laughs> Bye. Everybody gets one. <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, come back to me at the end. Okay, okay. Jess? I have never cosplayed a character I didn't want to do to make someone else happy. There we go. Okay, that's fair. Good. Good. Patrick? I've never worn somebody else's costume. 
Really? I've never swapped. Nope. Well, because I'm so you're huge. A tough, you're a tough body to fit into a random yeah. other person's costume, I will say. Never have I ever. <laughs> I've done it internationally, cross-played. And, uh, yeah, so. I know, and I wrote that question. I was trying to think. It's like, what haven't I done in cosplay? It's like, mm, man, if I had a dime. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what haven't I done? And honestly, the only I mean, like, I don't like I said, I've competed. I've done, you know, like whatever photo shoots. Blah. I mean, I haven't gone international either. I haven't gone out of the country for anything. Um, I've driven a car in a costume. Yep. Uh, yep. I haven't been on an airplane in a costume. I've been in the ocean in <laughs> oh. a costume. I haven't done that. I've got one. Never have I ever met a, um, a character, like as a person. I've never met a voice actor in the character that I am dressed as or a character in the costume that like they are. So you know what I mean? Like what, if you go Spock to doesn't food. count? What? Oh, yeah. Spock doesn't count? <laughs> that does not count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah, I don't think I've done that either. Like I said, even when I went to the Twilight convention thing, I wasn't dressed up as like Emmett Cullen. I was dressed up like his brother. So I've never like gone and dressed up as someone's character and met them before. You know, now that you mention it, I don't think I've done that either. Mm-hmm. I've met yeah. actors in yeah. costume, but not their character. Correct. Like yes. I've met someone like a show they've done, maybe, but not them. The closest I did was Captain Mal- Malcolm Reynolds, but I went to um, Jewel siding <laughs> to get her to write uh, to Captain Tight Pants. Right, and I was I was John Hart, and I met um what's this place that plays uh, Yanto? No, yep. Yanto. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, Yanto. Yeah, that's the closest I've ever gotten. Yeah. Elizabeth, did you think? Yeah, I, I, I'd have to go with that. I think the closest I've come is I was dressed as Lady Blackhawk from DC Comics when mm-hmm. I met. I got Gil Simone's autograph. Nice. Um, for some of the Birds of Prey issues that I own. Nice. I, yeah, bore, I dressed as a character from a book and met the creator of that. And then <laughs> yeah, married her. Patrick is playing the long game on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I helped. <laughs> Katie, you have your hands in everything. <laughs> My God. I am the puppet master. Who knew? <laughs> Wait, I have a follow up. So it seems like almost nobody here has met like a voice actor or regular actor dressed as their character. But if you did, would you have them autograph your costume? No. no, no. See, I'm a no on that too. I'm just curious. Give me a picture, though. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. If I end up, if I end up going to Dragon Con this year, Nathan Fillion is a guest. Oh. I would have him sign the underneath of my holster. So a prop. So a prop. That counts, right? Yeah, yeah right. like a prop. Yeah, I would. Prop. I would do it. Yeah. Inside, like a lining or something. Something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Jeff, anyway. it's your turn. Pick a number. Uh, let's see what's left. Um, have we done four? All right. <clears throat> Here we go. When people see you at a convention, not in our personal group of friends, so not us, okay. what is the one thing you are recognized for? Example, a cosplay, an event, a panel, something like that. No clarification. Am I in a costume or am I just me? Um, people have recognized you, be it, like I said, like, like if you go to a convention, be it if you're in a costume or not, like, what do people recognize you for? Uh, if not anymore. Back in the day, 
people would recognize me no matter what I was wearing because of my smile. And that, I know, only know that because people would say that to me directly. <laughs> I like your smile. <laughs> no, well, I don't think it's because they liked it. They just recognized it. It was just more like, oh, I know who you are. Um, okay. I, and I think way back in the day, probably Tifa. Like, sure. Yeah. Because sure. I wore okay. it so much. Fair enough. Sure, sure. Elizabeth? I don't think I... I don't think I have anything like that. Oh, come on. People must recognize you for something. I always recognize you. I mean, yes, you I'm in your personal friend. friends. That completely defaults the question. But like... You've never been recognized for AnimeCons.com? I haven't even been. I don't think Doug so. has. I know. <laughs> I one time at DragonCon, someone came up to us and there was a bunch of us. There we go. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like, I, I'll get recognized for Anime Cons TV podcast work, but a lot of times there, it's there's a delay, like, they're like, I know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from? And then it'll <laughs> click. Like, they, they don't, like, instantly, like, oh, it's Doug from the podcast. It's always, okay. like, it's, but it's, always, it's like, they're always, like, trying to figure out where they know me from. I mean, there right. used to be, like, back way, way back in the day where you would meet people you knew at, on Cosplay.com, like, I that's how like Jess and I met. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna but, revise like, that. That's what it was back in. It wasn't a costume or anything. It was people knew us from cosplay.com. It was a smaller yeah, world. Yeah, like I remember like Danielle coming up to me at Arisia being like, "Are you Stardust? Whatever from cosplay.com?" And then I'm friends with her for a million years. And yeah, it used to be yeah, it did used to be that. Whereas like <clears throat> you would know people from like interacting with them on cosplay.com and then you would meet them at a convention. Yeah. I, I mean, I still call like Chris Ambrosia, <laughs> but I, th I think that also I have met people more recently who would, if they recognize me, it's from that, like back in the day, like they, they would recognize me like, Oh, I used to follow you when I was a little kid. They're not talking about Facebook. <laughs> you know, they're talking about cosplay.com. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Patrick. Oh, Early days, I was recognized. Oh, you did the Chibi project. It's like, sure. What? How do you? Oh, my picture's not even there. How do you know? <laughs> uh, and then it was uh, Anime Boston, and there were so many people that came up to me. Oh, hey, hi! And I was like, I have no idea who that is. And I, it's just because they saw me on stage at Anime Boston opening ceremonies or something. And mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Anime Cons TV, a, a bunch of people at conventions have come up and said how much they like it. Sure. Rob? Um, I, I might seem like a cop out here, but actually I have a Clark Kent syndrome. Mm -hmm. If I'm not in one of my known costumes, I can just go through a crowd. Yep. Um, honestly, like I, I've, I've never really been um, outed for doing Anime Cons TV. Mm -hmm. I'll be standing right next to Jess and she'll be recognized. Mm -hmm. Um. But like obviously, like I remember we say like in the early day, everyone just knew because it was such a small world. But honestly, I have not been recognized for years. I think the last time anyone has asked me if I was this person is when I wore Jiraiya again for uh, a panel about your masquerade skit. What was it nineteen, twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen? Yeah, twenty eighteen. I think twenty eighteen, and that person was a staff member. Who like did like the the um, the audio equipment for like the dating game? Mm -hmm. So honestly, like I haven't had somebody who didn't personally know me recognize me 
in like ages. I've put on a new costume that nobody knew I was going to wear. And I've been recognized, even though I'm totally covered just because I'm so damn tall. It's like, <laughs> oh, stick out. Patrick? It's like, yes. <laughs> um, I have a story for you guys. Cause I was going to do an anime Boston episode for the show, but I think I'm just going to share it now because um, I host it anime Boston and I am recognized for that now, obviously just because I don't dress up anymore, like in costume, like I used to for other conventions. Um, so, you know, like Sunday walking around a little bit like, Oh yeah, everybody recognizes you. But <sighs> I was in the hallway at anime Boston roaming around, looking for some people to hang out with. And a girl stopped me and asked me to do an interview for her pod, uh, for her like online podcast for YouTube. And, you know, she's asking me questions to answer about like convention stuff and how I got into this and this. And she's like, oh, like one of her questions was, oh, well, how did you get into hosting conventions? And I, I kind of just told her like, oh, you know, like I worked for a couple of other conventions throughout New England, la la la, you know, just grazed over. I didn't get into the shoe throwing or anything like that. And she looks right at me and goes, because you were the host at another anime con, weren't you? <laughs> and there's going to be this, unless she adds it, like an awkward pause. And I go, yep. <laughs> like, oh. And I still get recognized for that. You <laughs> did that forever, <laughs> though, girl. I mean. And it was a small con, so anybody who went knew oh, you. Yeah. But that's what I get recognized for. And it's like, it's nice. And at the same time, it still hurts. And at the same time, it's like, yeah yeah still yeah that was me fuck <laughs> still me still me so yeah um patrick it's your turn to pick a question uh nine mm. oh here we go if you go to any one convention and money wasn't an object which would it be uh one of the ones in australia <laughs> Okay. Just because I want to go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just Damn remember, him. everything will kill you. <laughs> It'll be worth it. Your yeah, money is well, not object. Or New Zealand. Well, you know, either well, New Zealand's way well, better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth? Um, geez. Um, well, I mean, probably now that it's coming up and on the radar is the next Star Wars celebration in Japan. Sure, sure. <laughs> let's all answer that and let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> we can. Nope. Uh, they picked the Anime Boston weekend again. I thought they did it. No, they didn't. Um, it's 2025. It's not Anime Boston weekend. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yes. I get but another shot. The last two were. <laughs> get another shot. I... I Hmm. Doug. I mean, if money was no object, I would do. I mean, I would do celebration, mm-hmm. and like pay someone first. I'd pay someone to make sure they're online to get me that like super ultra VIP. Don't wait in line pass. Oh no! Like you get it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like money's no object. Yeah. You got all the passes you can get. Whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, like, that, that that would be like the the ultra line skip or stuff like that. But if it's mm-hmm. like one that I didn't do, I would have to say I'd wanted I'd want to do like a comic market in Japan. Okay. Because, like, I'd love to see, like, get, like, some of the more independent um, people there and stuff like that. And then, hey, add a vacation on top of that. Heck yeah. Rob? 
Um, honestly, I, I don't really know because I going to a convention outside of my norm right now is really not on my radar. But I, I would, I would love. We're talking, like, we're talking like you've got babysitters, no problem. No, no, it's it's but... not that. It's more the fact that like I haven't even thought like to even think about to what is happening in the world. I know we have fan cons and anime cons database up. My, I haven't looked at it, <laughs> but honestly, <Thanks>. I. I <laughs> It, um, I, I really the the the, cel- the Star Wars celebration really would be fucking it, awesome. Mm-hmm. It really would be, especially mm-hmm. to travel that far for it. So mm-hmm. that's my little. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to go back to Japan, so I'd be down with the Star Wars one. Um, but if I had to pick one that was different, I would say I'd love to do that annual cosplay you dress in historical giant ball gowns at the palace of versailles and do <gasps> yeah. that but the fets to whatever yes. and then i would wrap a whole french vacation into it where i go to that island with the castle that inspired tangled and do like a whole french vacation what See, she's thought about stuff. I always am think I'm always thinking. This is why I do all of the trip planning in this family. <laughs> I didn't even know that was like a thing. Holy shit. Oh, that's a fucking thing. Look it up on Instagram. It's amazing. What? Well, now my answers change. I want to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yes, I celebration. Audio. Hold on. Celebration 100%. Uh, oh, no, don't worry. I still got it. You're good. Um, celebration 100%. That now would be 100%. Um, cool. My my, I just wanted to do San Diego Comic Con, but I mean that works too. <laughs> You're thinking too small, Katie. <laughs> I did Comic Con. No, go somewhere. No, else. you want to go to go Dragon Con, else. Katie. If it's between San Diego and Dragon Con, you're going to Dragon Con. Yes. I guess so. it's way better. Katie, you're not getting into Hall H. You're not getting into Hall H. Just. <laughs> I'm never going to Dragon Con, you guys. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Not with that me. attitude. <laughs> the universe hates me, okay? But yes, Dragon Con too. Yes. <laughs> we're going to go cheap. Cheap would be Dragon Con, then San Diego, then we're going to Japan. Or the Versailles thing. Like, we're all Doing going both. To we're going to do it all. We're going to do it mm-hmm. all. <laughs> all right. Who's next? Justice one is Patrick, right? I just picked one. Oh, you just picked I was one. just, just talking. One. I didn't pick anything. Okay. Okay. Listen. <laughs> So that's Doug. There's not much left here. I'll go with lucky number 13. 13. What is your favorite non-convention thing to do while staying at a con? Um, I like when I can get out and like find a cool like place to get like like a food like Uh just something that's just off the beaten path like still within the bubble of the convention so to speak but like either not everyone knows to it or people don't go to it or just like okay i'm i'm i've got a little bit of time before or after the convention i'm gonna do that stuff so like oh this is gonna make me sound like a pig but like um, when I did Zenkai Con, I knew, I know Lancaster, Pennsylvania, because I have some family connections there. So I introduced a lot, bunch of people to like, uh, Central Market there and all the good food, uh, produce and stuff you can get there. And also Hammond's Pretzels and, uh, S. Clyde Weaver. 
Um, when Oticon was still in Baltimore, there was this tiny hole in the wall place that was like a breakfast and lunch place that you could get amazing chicken and waffles at. And it was so good. Like someone else told me about it. And then literally that I want to say was the last three years that Oticon was in Baltimore. I did that for breakfast every day and it was fantastic. And I don't regret a thing. But just like finding those little places and sometimes like you're still close enough that like if someone sees like you have a badge or like a clearly like a nerdy t-shirt, someone's you know, you'll have those conversations of like, oh, what's that about? Um, and then there's also times where it's like you just get a group of friends like, hey, this is one of the few times where we all can see each other in person. We're all going to go out to dinner or, you know, I'll, I'll get a drink and some, so, something like that. And mm-hmm. I really like that those opportunities. And that's not really something that's related to the conventions. Right. That's I like it. Jazz? I've completely lost track. What are we talking about? <laughs> What's your favorite non-convention thing? Oh, to do? oh, my favorite non-convention. Right, 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 right. Got it. Um, I ideally like to find, especially if I'm traveling, like not in a place I normally would like, not like a convention near where I live. Um, I like to find some kind of touristy is probably the wrong word, but like some kind of sightseeing thing I can do. That's sure. near there. So, like, I know, like, when we've gone to Atlanta, we've gone to the, the Coca-Cola Museum. We've done the aquarium. We did um, the botanical gardens. We've done the Jim Henson Museum. Like, I mean, I always try to find something new to see outside of the really convention center. Hotel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I really like getting, like, room uh, service Elizabeth? just once, maybe twice if I can spring it. <laughs> but just, like, to chill in the room and have food brought to me is nice like especially like i don't know it seems like they don't really do anymore because of the pandemic and like they don't have the staffing available but they bring it on like a cart and it's got like the little things of like the little ketchup bottles <laughs> and that kind of stuff i don't know i like mm-hmm. doing that that kind of thing i like i really liked the thing where you, know, you get that card with the breakfast options and if you leave the card on your door by whatever time then they'll bring you breakfast in the morning I like doing that. Mm-hmm. And then you get the bill at the end of the convention. You're like, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Patrick? Oh. What was the question? <laughs> non-convention thing to non-convention do thing to do uh, uh, I like the airline travel to get there I actually like airline travel what yeah I'm crazy <laughs> I've flown across the country so many times now that it's like hey um yeah I, you know I like traveling to new cities every time I get to go to a convention in a new city whether it's going down to San uh, San Antonio or San Diego. It's always been interesting to check out the city too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some cool, great cool. barbecue in Texas. Loved that. Yeah. Traveling. Yeah. <laughs> Montreal's. I, I See, I want to go back to um, Otakuthan just so I can go to Montreal and see 
the city again. It was great. Who's yeah. with me? Let's go. We can just go to Montreal. I've been to Montreal for only a night that I drove as like when I was like 23. So I'd be down for seeing more of Montreal. All right. I went to Montreal for a chorus festival and I was sick the entire time. So I'll down. I'll go see it again. Not throwing right. up. I, I drove that beat up car that the steering wheel used to fall off to Montreal because I was an insane 20 something. <laughs> the one time I went to like Montreal, I was Montreal. introduced to not only good poutine, which you expect, but uh, someone introduced me to really good bagels. Hmm. Which is not yeah, Montreal's great bagels. Food. Yeah. <laughs> Rob. Yeah. Um, I, I really like finding like, uh, maybe like a unique, like hole in the wall restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause you know, if you go off to all these different places, it's kind of dumb not to like get something from the area that's yeah. unique, you know? Yeah. I mean, my thing is to like go depending on where I am. Cause in Boston, obviously we've been to Boston a hundred times, but like if I go to a new convention, someplace I've never been before, I always want to go and get like something like from that area if that makes sense like say i had never been to the prudential center before i would go and find something that was like a boston mug or something that said like the prudential on it or like if we go down to if i ever make it a dragon con like where we're down there like i'll find something that's like a georgia thing or i'll find something that's like whatever state i'm in kind of thing like not necessarily convention based just Uh, i need some kind of a knickknack to be like i was in this state or in this area at this time associate like that I've Ooh, ever do or ever done. I think okay. I think it's Elizabeth's uh, turn to pick one. Shit. Um. All right. What are your top three cosplays yep. that you have made? Yes. <laughs> you made poop. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with. The emoji. My squirrel girl. Poop. It's poop Wait, again. Mean by it's top, like your favorite, or yeah, like if you had to, like if you had to take your top three, like you've ever made of all time um, cosplays, like top three, and then probably my Snow White, just because I really love how those photos came out, and I think it's like a good costume for me, and and then oh crap. Uh, hold on. Where's my fish folder of pictures? It's something I probably should have mm-hmm. brought up at the start. Um, albums. Probably, I mean, probably my um, the three goddess costumes, Zelda goddess costumes I made. Um, Jess has one. Um, Jeanette ended up with the other one. Of um, and they were like an original design. It was the first time I ever dip dyed something. And I think they look really cool together. I'd really like to wear those again. Okay. Those are fun. Nice. Let's see. Doug? Um. Okay, I will say, um, there's the repair crew, uh, one 
Legends I made from Gundam Thunderbolt where they did a bunch with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it was simple. It was fun. We got a bunch of people like realized what we were doing at um, Anime NYC so much so that the uh, creator of the artist behind it, Yasu Otugaki, saw our picture and retweeted us. So that's pr- pretty high on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I can't think of a good third one, but the second one I will say will have to be uh, my Return of the Jedi Biker Scout mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. so many things came of me after joining the first. I've met so many great friends. I've had so many great experiences. And that was the catalyst for everything else. And I've made a bunch, you know, several other 501st related and Rebel Legion costumes since then. But that was the one that got the ball rolling. And yeah, that that's changed my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Patrick. Oh, wait, I have a third. I have a third. And he has a third. I, I, I did not You're make this, welcome. but, uh, and rest in peace, Lady Matsumoto, the Har- the Captain Harlock that Elizabeth made for me, because mm-hmm. that got me actually seriously cosplaying. And nice. I still have that shirt because it look- the shirt looks awesome. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> All right, Patrick. Uh, top three costumes. Uh, number one's Renamon. Mm-hmm. Number two would be Tenth Doctor. Mm-hmm. I didn't even make that. I ordered it, but I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's tough to pick a third because there's so many that's like, well, that was fun, but you know, it wasn't. If you make it better and. Hmm. Well, you know, for my third, I'm going to go with my newest. Peter B. Parker from Into the Spider-Verse. Nice. I love (laughs) that. You've you've all seen it. (laughs) I love it. Because I wore it just a few months ago. (laughs) And I I can't wait to wear that again. That was fun. I love that. Uh, Rob? Very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I think, I think I'm going to go with this. Uh, the ones that I've always felt got the, the most reaction in like in a joyful way, that someone saw it, mm-hmm. uh, would be King Candy, from Candyland. Mm-hmm. Um, you hit the nostalgia feel with that one, right? Um, Uh, a personal favorite of mine was more of a, a mashup that I did, which is Assassin's Creed Link. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> Link from that. Zelda, but as an Assassin's Creed. I love mm-hmm. that costume. Yeah. Uh, that one I just love just because I, I put so much effort into it. And a third one. It's kind of a toss up between Malcolm Reynolds because I wear that thing all the time because it's like my casual costume mm-hmm. and my other casual costume would be Flynn Rider. Nice. Nice. Agreed. <laughs> Jess? Well, my first one is Summoner Belgemine. I love that costume. My mom said, you're going to get buried in that costume. I'm like, that's a, that's a terrific idea, actually. Um, 
I, I love it because for a bunch of reasons. One, I've always loved that design. Two, I could wear it all the time. It's comfortable. It's my own hair. Um, I'm never going to get too old for it. Like it's, it's ageless and nobody, I mean, yes, a cup, a handful of other people that have done it, but I feel like it's still rare enough that I like, I feel like I nailed it. Like someone, I found some, you know, like sometimes you can like find yourself online and someone posted this whole Reddit thread where they was like, I thought she was the figurine. And I'm like, that's the best compliment I could ever hope for. <laughs> um, so that's like my number one one. I'll I could wear that so that I quit cosplaying. Um, the second one's tougher. I, I, I'm kind of a toss up between Lulu and Shiva. Shiva just because, and both of those are ones I very rarely wear because they're not mm -hmm. comfortable. Like they're the opposite. They're hard to transport. They're not comfortable. They're a pain in the ass, but they were a ton of work and I'm really proud of them. Like Shiva, I made that wig and that wig is insane. And I'm never going to make anything like that again out of hair. And I'm super proud of that. And with Lulu, I just, I love how it came out. And I took pictures of my first kid as an infant in it. And that just has a lot of meaning there. So probably they're kind of like a tie. And then I have to, for like my comfortable third one, I have to go with Advent Children Tifa. I've been wearing it since I started cosplaying. I've probably worn it more than any other costume. I probably met most of you in it, and I certainly met my future husband in it. So who? I don't know. Who? I think you've met him. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that one's that one's pretty special. Uh, who? Who is this man? Why have I never met him? <laughs> um. All right. Number three is my Subaru costume from X, which I had mentioned earlier, Just but I did have it. And I love that costume because that coat was so swishy. And it was one of my first coats that I made by myself. And I love that costume. Um, number two, surprising all of you, will be any of my Percy costumes mm. are my number two. I know. I know. My number one costume that um, if I had to rank any of my costumes of anything I've made would be Paula Paula. Because, really? Uh, yeah, because first of all, you shocked me there. Actually, that's I'm... I, I don't cosplay girls. One, two, that'll probably be the most skin any of you ever see of me exposed, unless I'm in a swimsuit at a pool with you. And number three, um, I love that wig. I was really proud of that. That wig, wig was really good for the time it was made. I was impressed right. with it. Yes, like, I was very proud of myself because I mean, like, I took the skills that other people like you know showed me to make that thing, and the fact that I executed it and that I danced in it and it didn't fall apart. Bonus. <laughs> so that bitch always gets number one from me from ranking for costumes forever and ever. <laughs> didn't fall apart. It wins. All right, Wob. Yeah. Pick a number. 17. Ding, ding, ding. Ask me anything. God damn it. If you like me to come back, I can come back to you while you think of something to harass me with. Sure. Perfect. That means it's Jess's turn. 12 or 16. Oh, I didn't get to ask you anything. This is bullshit. Um, I think you did the last time, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do I have left till 16? All right. Um, 16. Okay. If someone was to make a Funko Pop out of you, what would be the one thing that Funko Pop would have to have? Like, for example, like a clothing piece or an accessory. Oh, it's making a, like it's not a Funko Pop I want. It's one made of me. Like Correct. me as me. Ooh. Um, what would it Your need as an accessory? Con purse. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
or like a clothing item, like something that would be like, yep, that's Jess. Oh, like my little ponytail hair things that I put on my little avatar. That would <laughs> that would definitely be me. Um, oh yes, my con purse that has mm-hmm. um, like that little chibi moon button I've had on it since like 2007 that some random cotton goer gave me. I was going to say those black shoes you always wear. I don't wear them anymore, but yes, I did. I wore them forever. Mm-hmm. Do those. Those um, Mary Jane shoes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of an accessory. Oh, well, obviously like my bracelet that I wear always, but I, I'm trying to think um, of like a, like some kind of like nerdy related accessory. Even though my hair is purple anymore, I want my hair to be uh, Oh, I know. The Ooga Booga mask from so Crash Bandicoot. We there we go. Yeah, there we go. I feel like pain. There we go. <laughs> Um, Elizabeth? Probably that and I don't know. Probably <laughs> Fairfall. What Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, that's dead. Long dead. Actually, sad and they don't make them anymore. But yeah, that would be cool. Well, you always have your little to, like, like clutch with you too. That's like your Dungeons and Dragons white one. First, and then the black one, and then they just wore them. Oh, they have like the swords and stuff. And think he doesn't exist anymore, so they don't exist anymore. Oh no. So yeah, yeah, I like that. Let's put that. Oh no. Womp womp. Okay. Okay. Uh, Patrick? Um, anime bust and staff shirt, jeans. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also, this would not be a Funko Pop because I would never, ever license any of my likeness to them because I hate <laughs> them so much. Uh, but if this was an action figure... <laughs> um, and iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A tiny chibi moon, a teeny tiny chibi moon. No, I haven't done chibi moon stuff in eight years now. Ten years. I just think not quite ten. It all. Um. Oh, oh, I know, I know, teeny tiny little poster boards that you can like write stuff on. Like anime unscripted. (laughs) Yeah, the anime unscripted home game. Yes. (laughs) Oh, we'll give you a tiny Greg Ayers accessory. There we are. It's a two pack. (laughs) No, you get a piece of Greg in everybody's action figure. You have to buy them all to assemble. Greg's the build a figure. Wow. (laughs) Oh man, Doug. Um. Okay. Well, I guess like I guess if we're talking action figures, not uh, model kits, so it wouldn't wouldn't be Dougla. Um. I guess now I have to. I guess mine would be. One of those fi- the figures that comes with like the the uh, scene or like location that they're at, so it would be like me in front of a panel table. So like uh, I'm sitting at a table with like a black uh, tablecloth and a microphone at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Some... Rob. Um, uh, a hoodie, floppy hair, and a detachable chin goatee. You'd be like one of those shaven style kids. What, you don't have like a power drill in your hand? Like... 
no, honestly, if you're gonna pick a tool that really represents me, it would be a Leatherman. But yeah, true. It would just be Rob with a bunch of different staffs from Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, it would, be, it would be the um the Game of Thrones uh throne, but all cosplay props. <laughs> now I just want that. That's what I want. All the cosplay props he personally made me, just like made it to a turn. <laughs> Um, I guess mine would be, um, an old salt sweatshirt because that's all I live in now because I have all of them. I've collected the set over the last like 20 something years I've worked for them. So it's like, I'm always wearing one now. They're really soft though. I will give them that. If there's nothing else I've taken away from this like entire like work experience for them, it's like they're, the clothes that we buy to sell are very comfortable. Um, or let's see what else. Um, what else do I always have? I don't carry things. I don't like carrying things. Um, I mean, the Ouija hat. I guess, like, in the Ouija hat, I could put on and off on it because I do wear that a lot when I'm at a convention. But, like, hmm. I don't know. It's always going to be a hoodie and jeans, though. Period. That's my go-to outfit. The Tony Stark glasses. Mm, true. Yep. I'd have the Tony Stark glasses. Yep. Little tiny arc reactor. <laughs> Itty bitty. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Rob, did you think of a question or should I just... I do, do have a question. Oh, here it comes. Here All we right. go. <clears throat> All right. Here's a thinker for you. Okay. All right. If you could relive a con moment and make a different choice, what would it be? Oh. Now, this could be a positive or a negative. Just, uh, you know. I know. I know. If I can relive a con moment, there's been so many moments. But I, the thing is, is like with all the con moments that I have, I wouldn't be the person I am now if I changed any of them. You know what I mean? Like if I wouldn't mess with the timeline, <laughs> like especially in some cases, if I mess with the timeline, it's like mm, <laughs> that'd be a bad idea. Um, <sighs> huh? Like I have one, but it's very, it's very harsh. <laughs> And it's like, and, and and I'm trying to think of something else to say, but it's like it's the only one that's coming to mind. Mm, tough. And I guess I wouldn't have taken the badge that was thrown at me. Mm. Ooh, ooh. If I had to pick something, if I knew, if I knew then what was gonna happen, then what happened, and how it happened, I would have never taken that badge. That's deep cut. That's a deep cut, and then I'm just gonna leave it at that. Like that, you got you guys all know what it means. There, if having the knowledge that I have now, it's like, and that would mean probably like other stuff that's happened. The rest of my con experience wouldn't happen. You know, like any of the work that I did at Kineticon or Anime Boston or anything else, I would. It would probably be yeah, that would be it. That's my choice. It's valid. Yikes, Yikes. but true. Damn. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> question though i like i really was thinking about it i'm just like i don't know i don't know what it would be uh patrick do you have one i would avoid all contact whatsoever with me and <laughs> not get in the same room with vic mignana yes <laughs> oh truth facts preach um, preach <laughs> doug um anime boston 2006 uh 
when I was one of the red shirts for security. I think it was the first year they had the red shirts. Um, and I was, I think my title was security HQ manager. Um, it was the year anime Boston had Kaiju big battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and every, like every other red shirt was in that room, like helping out, take care of stuff or just watching the event. And I felt like I was kind of chained to that room. Like I had like, Oh, I, I have to be here to take care of stuff. I would have taken a, grabbed another staffer said, if anything happens, I will be back in five, like five, 10 minutes tops here and just gone to see some of that because everyone else got to see it and I didn't. And it's still one of my, the things that I wish I could have seen even just a little bit of live. Wow. Cool. Cool. Patrick. Uh, yeah, I already did mine. You want oh. me to mention Vic Mignogna again? Oh, God, no, your hand's still up there. You make me nervous. Oh. <laughs> um, Rob, same question. And I was like, oh, damn, I have to answer this thing too? Shoot. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, double-edged sword. Uh. <laughs> hmm. All right, pass. Gary. Right. I, I almost got something. Going to the next person. Yes. <laughs> okay, mine. I know. So the year, Katie, that um, we did Dead Moon Circus, and I was late, up late, and I had to walk back from the hotel after helping you guys. So, mm-hmm. so when I left that room, I almost texted Rob to walk me back, <laughs> and I said, "I'm a big girl." I don't need, I was still an independent person. Now I'm codependent. But at the time I was still very independent. I'm like, I don't need my like half boyfriend to walk me back. Uh, And I regretted it immediately when those assholes chased me through the whole fucking mall. And I almost got like abducted. And I was like, I regret everything. I totally should have texted him. And he would have come and done it. And I should have, because that was like the most terrifying moment I've ever had at a convention. And now that's why you're codependent. That one moment. Uh, no, it's not that one moment. It's a whole series of moments. But like, it was a huge mistake to be independent in that moment. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Hi, you tried to walk through Boston at 3 a.m. What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. Who told you to stay with us? Then I wanted to go back and where my bed was and pajamas were. I mean, like, I we only got like three hours of sleep. I wanted them to be fine. And I did get a good night's sleep once I like calmed down from my, you know, life-threatening fear that I would made it back to my hotel room, but I really could have lived without that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> hmm, trauma. It's all good. They didn't catch Rob. me. It's all good. Speaking of trauma, Rob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ouch. Jeez. <laughs> I love you. Uh-huh. Uh, um. <laughs> I, th- I think okay th- this one's kind of like a, a never told story actually um okay. so uh early in the early years i used to travel to a lot of conventions doing props and everything like that um actually you know what no that's the too long of a story um no i think um i think actually one of the ones is that in 2010 mm-hmm. we had the giant orchestra um 
was it 20? Yeah, 2010. We had the giant orchestra at Anime Boston that did, like, all the Final Fantasy and Square Enix music and stuff like that. Sure. I was so dead tired of making the expandable wings for the, uh, the, the skit we did that year that I no, actually opted not sort of to go the end. to sleep. <laughs> And I completely regret it because I was just like, everyone came back and said, oh my God, they did this song. Oh, they did that song. He oh, they did Chrono Crusade. You, oh, they had a guitar solo. I'm like, damn. Yeah, you yeah. could see a Mobatsu concert. You missed Elizabeth crying openly. It was like a Beatles concert. Oh, I've seen her cry. No, <laughs> no, but for good reasons. Oh, and I think I missed that concert because I only came in to do the skit with you guys. And then I was like, I got to go. That thing was amazing. Like, that was the best thing I've ever been to at a convention ever. I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah. It sounds amazing. But it's okay. Oh. You didn't need to sleep. You were a zombie. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Sewing machine in hotel room. Ah. <laughs> All right, Patrick, there's only one question left. So I'm just going to read it to you so you can answer it. Oh, but I want to pick. <laughs> so oh, okay, go ahead. Twelve. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh oh. <laughs> Never mind. I thought Rob got all the right questions for him today, but this one's for you, and I knew it. <clears throat> if you could go back to your past self at any convention and tell them one thing, what would it be? Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. <laughs> well, be well. Hey, stay away from that Vic Mignotta guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and and be, uh, yeah, don't bother agreeing to attend Enemy Matsuri because they'll never actually follow through. Ooh, shit. Yeah, their first year they invited me to come down and run some events and i said oh sure uh if you'll pay my flight and then they never did mm. and up until like a few days before i'm like so um do i have a ticket am i coming and they never replied i said if i don't hear from you um, in 24 hours i'm gonna have to cancel me and like never heard from them until after the con like oh we're so wire, sorry eat so, more food. but dodged a bullet there mm -hmm. elizabeth Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Jess. Um I mean, other than the sewing machine, the hotel room thing, which we've done to death. Um tell myself at a convent like what I would want to know. I'm kind of the same as you, Katie. I wouldn't I don't know if I'd want to like change the past. Right. Uh, it's all so delicately interwoven. Um, I, I think I would definitely tell myself to not run around so much to just like kind of, I think as an older person, you're not so concerned with running to the next thing. You just kind of like are, are chill being like alone and like taking it in and kind of enjoying it. And that's something I've enjoyed more as I've gotten older than when I was younger. And I was like, rushing to the next thing and changing into the next costume and where am I supposed to be like you know 
Right. So it's like, you know, take a chill pill and slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rob? Uh, I would tell younger self, get over himself. <laughs> Yay. What? No, basically just like um, get out of your own head um, and just be a lot more wary about people. But mm-hmm. other than that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't want to change anything else because like it got me here. So right, exactly. Delicate, delicate timeline. We're talking. <laughs> it all worked out for all of us, and I wouldn't change a thing about that. Doug, um, th- this is actually not referring to someone that all of you know, but or any of you. I don't think any of you know, but there was one person that I had a falling out with and uh, kind of to Rob's point of get over yourself. Like this, this particular falling out was my own choice. It was me being stupid and I will elaborate more to any, to you guys later, but it's like, I, I, I missed out on what could have been a really good friendship with this person because of stupid things that I didn't understand at the time. Cause I was a dumb kid. And that's, you know, I was again, like this person is really cool. And, uh, you know, I, they were kind of friends of friends for a long time and I I never really reestablished that connection and I should have. Um, so I kind of would have said that get over yourself. Um, and you know, this person's still worth being a friend from and that's, that's what I would have said is just kind of like, yeah, go, you know, there, there, there's other ways to be, to have a good friendship with this person, despite the, what you think you, it would be mm-hmm. and kind of let, you know, let it, let it occur on its own terms instead of the terms you want. That makes sense. That's good. Um, there was one thing I could tell past Katie because Lord knows I fight with that bitch all the time. <laughs> Future Katie and past Katie are not friends. Um, honestly, it would just be, I was so hell bent when I was, um, when I was younger and I was just getting into cosplay and I had to be that person that had like six different costumes because I wanted to be recognized for something because back when I was like a teenager and like early twenties, it was like, I want to make sure that I'm remembered for something. And at the time I was like, it's gotta be cosplay. Like it's gotta be cosplay because I'm really good at it. And it's something that I like to do. And I just would go back and tell myself, it's like, just do what you do. And you're going to end up doing something and people are going to remember you. Don't worry about it. Like you're going to, you're going to go places. Don't have to like freak out about it. Like it's all going to come out in the wash in the end. Like you will, you will get all your goals and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, I just, I was so, I was so concerned about like having an image of some kind when I was younger. And now it's just like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. And I've gone much further (laughs) being that person than the person that cared what everybody thought so yeah that's it guys we did it 20 questions all right you survived it that was fun um so yeah uh thanks everybody for tuning in um welcome back everybody podcast i'm sure you'll all be on like seven times because lord knows how this goes it's like we're hellbent we're gonna do it and then a week from now i'll be like doug Patrick, <laughs> Rob, 
Jess. I need a bigger mug. Yeah, it would be a much bigger mug next time, I promise. We're here for you. <laughs> I know. The friends. The, the frequent fillers right here, folks. Um, and yeah, we're back. And uh, hopefully on a more regular schedule. And thanks so much, guys, yeah, for staying up late and recording school. this with me. Now everybody go to bed. You've all deserved it. Some of you got, like, kids for school in the morning and cats it's that are new. It's and... week. We can party. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is vacation week. That's right. Yeah. We're oh, all I mean, tired. I still got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's vacation for somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's school right, well, vacation. <laughs> boo. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Later, all.